having that support network around me this time, which I didn't have previously, is such a massive help in terms of keeping to where I'm at, you know, and not going completely out of control. Losing weight isn't easy, and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. I am Carl, your host. And today I have a familiar face joining me, not just because he's all over Instagram and very popular and helpful guy, but because he was actually episode number two of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. It's Steve from Birmingham. Steve, how are you doing, mate? Carl, really good. Thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah, it seems um, a lifetime ago that we did episode two, doesn't it? It, it, it literally is the lifetime of weight loss warriors ago, right at the very beginning when I had absolutely no credibility, nothing to show for it. And you kind of took a bit of a punt on me and said, you know what, let's go for it. And I've been grateful for that, to be honest with you, ever since. And the fact that you're coming back today just shows it wasn't a complete horrible experience for you. And uh, unless you come on to actually tear me a new one or something on this episode. But that, that was the idea to start off with. It's like, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's gone downhill since episode two, I think. <laughs> oh mate it's really good to have you on the show and since speaking last year I've become aware obviously of how much you've got going just just life in general that happens but it gave me a thought of you know how much everybody else's life myself included continues to go on day by day and like when we spoke there was a snapshot of your life in that exact moment the journey you'd been on and I'll go through your journey just for anyone who hasn't listened to your episode but then obviously everything that's happened in the last year, and I think that some of it's very um, important to discuss in relation to your journey, um, some of it important for other reasons. So before we get into that, though, Steve, do you want to just introduce yourself again? And um, then I'll go through some of your backstory, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm Steve. Um, I started losing weight probably nine, eight, nine years ago. Uh, that's mm-hmm. probably when I when I first started to to realize that I needed to do something. And that was through a, um, a heart scare in terms of kind of why I started in the first place. I, I was at work and basically I was getting chest pains all throughout the day, but nothing kind of prepared me for what was to come later. And when it hit me, it hit me like a ton of bricks. You know, it kind of took me to the floor and I was just in a, a world of pain and confusion and didn't know what was going on. Um, and I got taken down to my office and I was sat there, the ambulance came out and you know it was quite embarrassing to uh in a certain aspect because I was sat there in my office I was the manager of the site I had my shirt open I had all these things attached to me while I was doing ECG readings and all that kind of stuff um and I had staff members coming in and it it was just a quite an embarrassing moment really to be vulnerable like that in front of them um but with the ECG they they put that on and within probably five minutes I was like right we're going to hospital um, because the ECG was spiking all over the place. Got to hospital and literally within an hour of being there, um, everything just went back to normal as if nothing could ever happen before. Uh, they kept me in overnight and 
seen the specialist the following day and he just said to me you know you you need to do something you need to change your life you need to do all these you know new things changes whatever you're going to do to to lose weight um and that's kind of walked out the office and that was what I went on to do you know um I always remember the the specialist saying to me the very last words he said to me was um Steve I hope I never see you again and that was kind of a a light bulb moment to say you know okay I need to try and do something um and then went off and tried to find a way of of losing weight and kind of and I did so <laughs> I'd say you did you were pretty successful at that because you went on to lose 13 stone didn't you with what with slimming did, yeah. world and as part of that journey and I was, I was listening back the other day through through your episode actually just because I didn't want to forget something important or you know make you think but I didn't care um <laughs> but one of the things that struck me about this in your journey is like you said you you hadn't really suffered from being overweight up until that point and we spoke about it on the episode that we recorded in but you were leading a happy life you'd climbed mount kilimanjaro you you were enjoying life but perhaps it was the fact that you were enjoying life to those extremes of eating and drinking without too much consideration mm. for your health that you actually found yourself in that situation which triggered your your health kick and journey so one of the the main parts i think of your journey is the fact that you've gone on to become a slimming world consultant and now help literally hundreds if not thousands of people yeah. to lose weight themselves and change their own lives in the same way that you did yours. And as I alluded to at the beginning of the episode, you know, life continues and goes on and it's, it's not a constant. There are struggles, there are challenges that we face. And I think today it'd be great with some insight to, to your life and what's been going on, especially in the last few months to talk about some of those challenges and perhaps even relate that to how mindset and mental health plays such a big factor. Yeah, not just a weight loss journey, but just in life in general, because I remember when we finished speaking at the beginning, at the end of, sorry, our last episode, you'd said, you know, there's more to it than just the pure weight loss. And that kind of stayed with me. And I was very, very green in the the weight loss warrior world back then when we spoke, but that comments always stayed with me because it's just been validated more and more by people I speak to who go on to say, you know, how much of a, a mindset thing it is. And the process of losing weight is simple but it's what's going on up here in your mind yeah. that is a real challenge and the thing that has to be overcome. So I guess quite an open question. How have things been since we last spoke? Um, I'd say it's been like being on a roller coaster. to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. It's been up, it's been down, it's been in the middle, it's been all over the place. It's um, It's been a, a challenging year, but a rewarding year at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Lots and lots of things going on um some as i said really really good some not so good um and and that's had an effect mentally in terms of um me looking after myself in terms of how i'd kind of progressed from the just the weight loss to kind of using exercise using movement whatever it was to you know to to keep where i am and uh, a maintenance level um and, and that's been hard you know it's it's been tough but you know you, you you fight through it still and try and get to where you want to be you know it's um yeah it's it's a tough challenge it's constant battle since day one you know it's it's been it's been tough you know to to lose the weight first of all i mean in, in terms of the, like i said just touch on the exercise thing i didn't do any exercise or anything like that for the, probably the first two or three years of of trying to lose weight you know it was more a case of looking at what i was eating and i was getting results from that and then it was 
a progression on from that of, okay, what can I do extra now? And that was when I kind of turned to different ways of exercising. Of course. And I mean, your, your running career is something that yeah. is, is extremely inspiring really, because, you know, you run distances, you run marathons and I don't, I know you've completed at least one marathon, I think, since we've spoken. Um, yeah. You did that. Was that, was that London Marathon you did? Yeah, it was London. Yeah, back in April. Amazing. And um, yeah. plus many other races that I've seen you doing, some with Slimming World people, some on your own, but very active. And I think, you know, to dedicate so much of your time to running as you do and also share that on your Instagram is, is really inspiring for a lot of people. But you mentioned as well that it hasn't been an easy year for certain things. And obviously having spoke to you before hit and record with your full permission to talk about this, I'd like to talk about some of those more difficult moments for you. So let's look at the, the ups first about kind of the, the year that, that I had leading up to kind of where we're at now. Perfect. Um, yeah. Going back to last summer, it was, I decided then that, you know what, I'm going to do London marathon again, which would be my, my second time of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then it was kind of, you know, what, training mode, training head on, let's go and, get ready for a marathon obviously i've done it before so i've got training programs and that kind of stuff in place and it was it was all good um so fast forward then to april did all my training got down to london had a, a great time kind of over the weekend um during the run of actually doing the marathon about 10 kilometers to go um mm-hmm. somebody kind of wiped me out which was kind of which was great news so uh, they kind of they wanted to go to a water station so they cut right across me to to get to this water station but then landed on my my ankle as it were so and took me down to the floor they didn't even stop just carried on going uh so that was that was a bit of a bit of a nightmare because i was on for the time that i wanted i was i was setting a, a you know i had a, a plan of action of a time that i wanted to get um and that kind of took that out of it but it, then it was just a case of persevering through the last 10 kilometers to to complete the race that's really unlucky and frustrating as well i imagine so Got injured during London Marathon, finished it, great stuff. I still got a fantastic time, still got a personal best time, uh, even though that had happened. Um, and then, but obviously I was injured, so couldn't run um, afterwards. So I had set off for about probably four or five weeks where I didn't actually do any running because of my ankle, um, which was tough in itself. Again, that mental side of things. And and probably the reason why I started running in the first place was was to help cope with life with external factors that were going on uh, and that's the reason i took it up and and one that i've kind of continued doing you know that that running is my outlet to you know if i'm annoyed if i'm stressed angry had a bad day at work whatever you know what i put my runners on and i go for a run because it kind of it just escapism for half an hour is just you know brilliant it, it, it just kind of sets you back up and then you're like breathing again great you know um and and that Sorry, I'm I'm kind of all over the place here in terms of timeline, but no, no, back, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, so going back to previously when I started running, it, it was through, I was um, I was having counselling at the time, which I advocate to anybody. You know, if you're suffering, struggling, and you can't do it yourself, get some help. You know, um, and I had some CBT counselling, which is great, just to kind of help to deal with life, um, things that occurred. You know, how I'm going to get over that. Um, and running was one of the things that came out of that. So then fast forward back to being injured again afterwards. So again, the mental side of things, not being able to to run, it was an outlet that I hadn't got anymore. So, oh, so it's almost it was, like one of your coping mechanisms have been taken away yeah. from you. 
massively so, um, which was very, very frustrating. And and then obviously, you know, yeah, that emotional side kicks in again. So it's like, you know, I'll I'll have a little bit extra of, you know, binge on chocolate or, you know, little takeaways, whatever it might be. Just a, a continual lack of not looking after yourself for for a fair bit. Um, mm. Can I ask you a question about Steve? Yeah, please do. So because obviously you're so used to being running, active, did you at any point think, okay, I've got this like window now where I can't run. So this is my opportunity to perhaps eat a bit more rubbish or, you know, not, not take care of yourself, but the two could kind of be almost go side by side that, you know, I can't work on my health in a positive direction. So why not work on it in a negative direction at the same time until I can start running again? Yeah, I, I think I think it, that plays a massive part in in kind of what you're going through with the your mindset, I suppose. Because mm-hmm. obviously, you, that that outlet of running that I had was my fallback with everything. If I ran and I made sure I was running on a regular basis, my food was good, so it had a knock on effect. You know, yep. brilliant. You know, work hand in hand. And as I said before, running and exercise has, has never been uh, a weight loss tool for me. It's been more mental um because okay. when i know that i've got that to hand i know that my food and everything else is going to be good 99 percent of the time um so not having that mm-hmm. it was a case of you know what fall back into old habits fall back into old ways just because i hadn't got that for, that mental capacity to you know to the outlet that i needed to go and do so that was of course yeah it was a tough tough moment so that that was those kind of six weeks but then got back into it and it was literally like a, I suppose, like a light switch again. You know, you turn the light back on, you're running, food's better all of a sudden. You know, you, you, the weight that you've gained is coming off. And so it's like very up and down, like I said at the start. Um, so, yeah, and then that, then fast forward to kind of uh, May time. And mm-hmm. I noticed at the end of May that I had like a, a little blemish on my arm. Um, okay. And it just looked like I'd knocked myself and I'd got a scab that had formed or something like that. You know, it wasn't anything dramatic. I think they measured it; and it was like four millimeters in diameter. Okay. Um, so obviously, very very tiny. Um, so I thought it was a, a scab, like I said. Ignored it for a bit. Um, me and Charlie was on holiday. Uh, we we'd been over to Iceland at the time, um, and I had a, a consultation with my doctor while I was actually on holiday. As we was walking along the the front in iceland um and said okay we'll we'll get you in for a for a review just have a look kind of what what's going on um literally got back landed in england it was the following day i had my appointment uh went in and said okay we'll get you a two-week referral which was okay things are happening quite quick here well you know obviously you think it's something that i don't um got this referral to the term- dermatology um unit at my local hospital went down there they did some special photographs of the area said we'll be in touch within two to three weeks and we'll let you know what's gone on um and then your next process there literally three days later i had a phone call we need you to come to hospital i was like okay that was pretty quick that wasn't two to three weeks of Mm -hmm. kind of contemplating what's going on um got an appointment at the hospital they did a full check over and um and said they wanted to do a a skin removal so they wanted to take out kind of a, a lump around the area that was that was affected um and then check it see if it was cancerous see if it was wasn't you know and, and then we'll progress from there um okay. again two to three weeks up to four weeks for your results to come back um and we'll give you a shout literally again 
three, four, four days, I think it was afterwards. Um, we need you to come in. We need to have a consultation with you. So that was all this time. It was kind of, you know, you obviously I, I said to you earlier on, you know, if, if you're going to get a form of cancer, you know, it, it's kind of a, that's the one you want to have, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. it's because it can be rectified. You can do things with it. You know, you can, you can make sure it's gone if it hasn't spread and, and all that kind of stuff. So, so in my head, I was trying to think of the positives behind it, you know, behind uh, if it is, you know, a, a positive cancer, um, diagnosis then we can move on we can do things about it and we can make change and all that kind of stuff brilliant and but it was taken over my head i was kind of in this battle again you know it's is it cancer is it not cancer uh you know am i gonna die am i gonna kind of you know what's gonna happen to the people i'm leaving behind you know how my kids gonna be all, all these emotions and thoughts go through your head you know even though you know that it's probably going to be okay yeah um, of course it's, so, you, you're kind of being tested here aren't you done yeah. something but you it's completely new territory if, if it's the first time you've had a serious illness or anything like this or, or cancer in in itself so at this point you still didn't know if it was cancerous or not but you'd gone through Absolutely, the process yeah. of then wanting to remove the area um, some skin removal send it away for testing so how long was on the times of a timeline how long are we now from when you actually had your consultation when you're on holiday yeah so so from the holiday which was the end of may um that mm-hmm. took us to the beginning of july so that's kind of you know, a four-week period from the two-week referral uh, mm. to getting photographed, to getting to the hospital, to having it removed. So, yeah, beginning of July was was when it kind of happened, which was coincidentally just before my birthday as well, which kind of sucked, but it was absolutely yeah, fine. Of course. You know? um, um, so, yeah, so that, that went off for testing, came back, and obviously got called back into the hospital. I spoke to uh, my consultant that was, he's just absolutely fantastic and just she explained absolutely everything that was going on um turned out it was cancerous turned out that it was found very very early um which you know I, I thank i thank god for i suppose you know even though i don't have those belief systems you know i, I thank a higher power i suppose that i mm-hmm. i've seen this on my arm and i kind of did something about it rather than just going oh it, it's nothing you know it's just a kind of whatever um so yeah, so it was caught early. It was a stage one, and they could do something about it. So the next stage was more uh, more skin removal. So before it was kind of a, a four to five centimeter removal around the area, mm-hmm. um, and then the next removal was a, a bigger kind of piece that was taken. It was more about about a four inch um, skin removal that they took away. Okay, so, um, so precautionary and- measures when they don't know yet if it's cancer or not. They'll take a certain area, but once it's confirmed yeah. that it is cancer, they will then want to remove more just because of the chance yeah. in case it has spread. They want to get rid of everything. Yeah, absolutely. So, so they took that away, and that's to, like you said, to check whether it has spread um, beyond the kind of surrounding area. Mm-hmm. Um, so they took that away, and still I'm waiting for my results now. So that brings us up to the present day and where we're at with everything. So in my head, it's been it's been over four weeks for four or five weeks that since I had it done. Um, so it's a kind of case of, you know what, it, if it was something really bad, they would have called me in like they did previously. So I'm taking that as, as my positive to try and think positive that, um, that yeah, that it, it's come back this time that it hasn't spread and that it's all clear. Um, but again, during this skin removal time, I've not been able to, they, they've told me I'm not allowed to exercise, be able to run, be able to do anything kind of physical. Um, okay. for a certain length of time so it's only been kind of the last two weeks i've got back into 
to running. So yeah, so in the last what three or four months, I've kind of had a good three months of it where I haven't done anything, which is no, yeah, of course, been a bit of a it made me It made me very, very happy to see you back out for a run, despite you not being particularly happy with, you know, your level of fitness. But I mean, you've got to be a bit easier on yourself, I think, Steve, because honestly, it's just good to see you out there. And again, see, because one of the things I'd, I'd mentioned on the previous episode, but I absolutely loved was like, you know, your daily running stories where you've just finished a run, you're all hot and sweaty, pretty minging, but you, you talk about your day and stuff. And that's something that I'm sure that thousands of people who follow you enjoy as well. And so to be able to see that and see you back with your runners on, doing you know, a 5k going out for a, for a run was very nice and obviously it goes without saying i'm really sorry that you've had to go through that and are still going through it at some level because yeah. even once i guess you have the all clear the the mental health side of things how that's affected you could still take some time for you to get fully back to normal and not only that obviously i can imagine for your family for charlie for your boys it's, it's not been a nice time for anybody so um, you know, I'm glad that you are nearly at the end of that, and it sounds like everything's going in the right direction in terms of getting me all clear, and it can be a, a chapter closed on your life, you know. But, yeah. um, in terms of linking that to your mental health, not just because of the fact you couldn't run, but with your diet, with everything else, I, I guess just without getting too morbid, but but just mortality in general, just for the fact that you know you've had a health scare that triggered your journey to lose weight. And you've found yourself here with another quite big health scare, not necessarily linked to the fact of, of weight, of course, but something that's for you probably quite on a mental level, quite hard to deal mm. with. So how has that been for you? Um, I think coping wise, it's been it, in myself, I'm, I'm my, my, the world's biggest critic of myself. You know, if, if something's not to the level it was at, then I'm, I'm hard on myself. So with weight loss, you know, if I'm not kind of getting the results that that I know that I can get, I'm hard on myself. Um, like you said, being back to running but not getting the times that I was doing before, the fitness isn't there, I'm hard on myself there. So, again, it's a con that constant battle that I was talking about earlier on. But having that support network around, around me this time, which I didn't have previously, um, is such a massive help in terms of, of you know, keeping to where i'm at you know and not going completely out of control like i said three months out of the last four months i've had no control in terms of the exercise that i'm used to doing which helps me to kind of to make better choices in terms of food but mm -hmm. like i said having the support network around me has been invaluable in terms of being accountable for what i've been doing you know and and don't get me wrong i haven't been a saint in by any means you know during these the last kind of few months i've been awful some weeks where it's been really bad but then it's been a case of okay i've got this i'm accountable for it let's kind of do better this week so even though you know i'm still trying to to lose the weight at the moment in terms of um getting to a target that one that i want to achieve in my head mentally again you know setting this challenge for myself mm -hmm. um I, i'm not going down but i'm not going up. you're your own worst critics i'm sure for anyone who's listening to that they'd be like bloody hell steve give yourself a break mate because mm -hmm. you know you you've you've had cancer um you've not been able to run so you effectively your coping mechanism probably at the time where you would have potentially needed it the most to you know keep yourself balanced keep yourself able to go out and Know, deal with the feelings of anger and you know the why me and everything that's going on in your life and because of that very thing 
you can't go out for a run. So there must be mm. that level of frustration there. But then physically going on the runs and, and being as active as you were, despite not doing it for weight loss specifically, that's a lot of extra calories that you're not burning on a weekly basis. So even if you yeah. kept your, your normal diet and didn't change anything there, you'd still be burning a, a, a lot less calories. So you could see yourself gaining weight from that. But then mm. on top of all of that, if it wasn't enough, it's probably been days where you thought, you know, I'd caring about my diet or what I put, you know, put in my mind is probably the last thing on my mind right now. And quite mm. rightly so. I, I think, you know, you, again, you have to give yourself a break for that. But so it's kind of like the perfect storm to, for your journey to kind of fall off the tracks a little bit and quite understandably so. And so I guess you mentioned earlier, light switch. And before when you'd struggled for, you know, you got back into your running and the light switch came back on. And I would imagine that's what's going to happen once you get the all clear and you're, you're back into your running yeah. full time. Yeah. I, I mean, I've always, uh, this is, this sounds really corny and cringy the way I, I kind of use this analogy in, in terms of weight loss and all that kind of stuff. But it's something that, that I've used personally myself all the way along um, and what I try to instill in the members that come to my group. Um, so mm -hmm. it's looking at, at weight loss and the journey that you're on as more of a dimmer switch than an actual light switch. Um, so there's going to be moments where it's turned right down, but it's not off. You're still kind of trying, you're still trying to do things, but it's not all the way off. And then at some point you can just start, you know, turning it up a little bit. It's not about being perfect. You know, it's not about being a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time. It's about just making small changes, small, realistic, achievable goals. And that's kind mm -hmm. of how I've dealt with things, you know, and, and it, uh, over the last few months, I've, I've really had to rely on that, that thing, you know, that, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to turn it all the way off because I know that I could easily go back to nearly 27 stone. Um, but I'm not going to, because I don't want to be there. I want to be able to, to run. I want to be able to, you know, feel good in myself, you know, and, and all that kind of good stuff. And, and that's something that's, that's taken a long time to, to develop that that mm -hmm. almost that balancing act that you've got you know to not go back to the old ways it, it's of course yeah so that dinner switch is, is a really kind of important one for me to kind of to do I, I really like that. that i don't think it's corny at all because so i think so many people view their weight loss journeys or their objectives of transforming themselves mentally or physically as such a, a black and white on or off succeed or fail mentality of you know if it's, if it's, you have one day off and it's all gone completely wrong. Whereas having that dimmer switch, like you say, is, is about, you know, being consistent and looking for progress, not necessarily perfection and maintaining something. And like you said, even if it's only like a, a one out of 10 in terms of effort yeah. on a day, at least making sure every single day, at least it's at least a one and then aim for a two, but never let it get to a zero. And yeah. I, I think that's, I think it's really strong and powerful to be able to to do that, and I think it says a lot about the per, you know kind of person you are. And the other thing as well, I wanted to share, and, and we spoke about it briefly before hitting record, was the fact that you very selflessly used your own experience of getting skin cancer, even at a time where you're feeling pretty rubbish about everything, to actually help other people. Tell me about mm. that, Steve, because I think it's absolutely incredible. So, so yeah, so leading up to kind of the second skin removal, I, I kept it really quiet in terms of who knew and, you know, posting stuff on, on Instagram and, and just putting it out there. It more, 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 I suppose, 
because I, I didn't want to not look weak, but kind of, you know, like, ah, oh, look at this. He's, he's posting this for attention. He's doing this. He, you know, that's the real, let's give him sympathy. Our violins out and all that kind of stuff. And, and again, that was my thought process of why I didn't actually say anything at the time. But then I, I was sat there the one day and I thought, you know what? I found it early and that's why it was kind of treated early and good and they got rid of it, you know, or fingers crossed they've got rid of it and, and took that removal away. And and that's when I thought, you know what, I'm going to do a series of stories. I'm not going to post it on, on the grid or anything. Like that. I'm just going to do a series of stories about my experience, about what I found, about uh, the process of what happened next, um, where I'm at now, show pictures of, you know, of, of what it was prior and then show pictures of the actual you know, four or five inch scar that I've got now from where they did the second removal um, and just did the whole story and talking about it, uh, uh, put some links on to kind of um, Cancer Research UK explaining about skin cancers and about what to look for and about the different colours, about the, you know, the they might feel different, they, they might be a different colour, they might have grown, they might have changed shape, you know, all these different things it's not just about, you know, oh, look at it, it's it's got massive, it's changed, it doesn't have to, it can be the minutest little change and if you spot mm-hmm. that that's when you need to get it checked even if you think it's nothing it's just so important to to get it checked you know and and that's that's why i, I posted it on the stories just to, you know if i could help one person you know by going to get something checked then you know i've, I've done everything that i wanted to do you know rather than kind of not doing anything at all of course but it hasn't just helped one person has it and i know again you're not someone who and i completely understand why First of, all, first of all, it's personal, you know, going through something like this, it is personal. And you're certainly not anyone who's ever struck me as doing things for attention. All the opposite, probably. You're, you know, one of a, like more of an unsung hero than somebody who goes out shouting it from the rooftops. But I do want you to tell everyone who's listening what you told me about, you know, people getting in touch with you and the impact that's had. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of messages that I've had from people, um, they were, you know, asking me questions about, Know, what did yours look like can you send me another picture of it because i think mine's changed and um do you think i should go and get checked for this you know as if i was a doctor you know i was like just go and get checked you know yeah. don't kind of ask me my opinion go and get checked um so i probably think i had about 20 25 people that contacted me after the after the stories um just to say you know what i think i might go and get it checked because of this idea that it's changed shape color whatever mm-hmm. um and then out of that, there was probably four or five people that came back and said, actually, they found that it was a cancerous, you know, mole that had happened. Um, and they were then going through the process of what I'd actually just been through um, about having it removed and all that kind of stuff about you know, all the challenges that came along with it. Um, but at the same time, really, really happy that kind of that I had shared it, you know, so they had found it early. The fact that, you know, they were early stages and they got the, the help they needed so so without looking mate. back yeah without posting those on the story then i think you know they wouldn't have maybe looked at it wouldn't have gone checked i mean there's a couple that you know even asked the partners to have a look at the back and have a look at you know mm-hmm. areas that they couldn't actually see just in case there was something you know so so yes yeah, so that that was that was really good in a way to kind of to share it and and see people you know get the help and go and get sorted fair play to you mate because really you know you've you've really really helped people genuinely there and you don't know to what extent you've actually helped them because without that awareness without knowing that they had something or even just what to look for 
you don't know for how long that would have continued before they actually realized and the impact that could have had. So, you know, I don't think it's even dramatic to say that you could have saved someone's life because that could literally be it. And I think that's incredible. And just the fact as well that bringing awareness to this, I think it's so important. And I remember I even, you know, I, I was one of the people I messaged you and said, you know, what was it like? Because I'm covered in freckles and a few moles and, you know, it's part of being ginger, I think. But as part of that, I did, I got my wife to have a look, just check my back, have a look, especially in summertime in Spain, because, yeah. you know, it's, it's a lot of hate. So I'm always very careful and slopping on the old factor 50 and making sure I protect myself as much as possible. But even still having someone, you know, close to me who I can see and is talking about that experience, it kind of just makes me, it made me think twice and maybe do a double check. And I think there's, you know, like I said, thousands of people who would have done that, who follow you on Instagram and you've helped just to bring awareness to that situation. So even in these dark moments, you're still going out of your way to help people, Steve. So, you know, well done, mate. And uh, I, I just hope you get that all clear very soon, just so you can yeah. like I said, move on Fingers from it and get it get it done there's also been some some really bloody good stuff going on in your life as well in the last year i uh yeah i remember a few months ago seeing a post saying she said yes and uh congratulations on your engagement i'm still baffled by the fact that she actually did say yes to be honest with you so are you sure she heard yeah, the question uh, right i don't know i don't know i think she's just in the ring i thought yeah i'll have it yeah, yeah so it was, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no but really i'm made up for you and you know i've never actually spoken to charlie or met charlie but i and she'll probably absolutely hate me now for saying this but it appears to me like you found the female you in terms of someone who's just a lovely person and she just seems to radiate this spirit about her in the photos that you share and the things you do and you're always having a laugh you're always laughing you're always smiling together and i just think it's beautiful so you know you can see it's a really pure kind of love and I'm very happy for you. I really am. And um, so tell us about that. Really appreciate that. It's um, yeah, it was just, I think like you say, it's, she is, or I am, we are the equivalent of each other, you know, in terms of just how we look Poor at girl. life. Yeah, no, yeah. It's such a shame. But I think, you know, from going back over the past, you know, we, we've both had shit times, you know, previously. And I think mm -hmm. we've both got to a point in our lives where it's like, you know what? let's not take any shit anymore let's just kind of let's just be happy and be marvelously happy and be weird and be strange and just do crazy stupid things you know and 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 it's just it's fun you know it, it's such a fun relationship to be in and and like i said i, I spoke earlier on about that support network she's she's been absolutely a hundred percent by my side every step of the way you know and it, even you know to the point of going to have a, a checkup at the hospital, you know, that takes 10, 15 minutes. She's there, you know, she's, she's booking time off work because she wants to be there. And yeah, she, she's just a, a fabulous person. So yeah. Oh mate. So wedding will be coming up soon, I guess. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so we, we found venue, we found, you know, all the stuff. So everything's in place. We've just got to kind of finalize everything now and kind Amazing. of get it the final date setting and no, it's, yeah, it's, it's great news and I, I think after everything you've been through you know all the downsides of everything this would be a great way to celebrate and uh you know look forward and, and start that new chapter together as yeah. well so no absolutely. that's absolutely amazing and um the other thing i wanted to touch on as well i'm sure there's probably other great things that have happened as well but that was obviously the, the big one that jumped out in my mind but you mentioned before a roller coaster steve in terms mm. of the ups and the downs and if we look 
specifically at your your weight loss journey because as i said at the beginning because it is not linear because there are challenges and things happening all the time in our lives that impact us and it doesn't always have to be bad things either it can be good things like holidays things like christmas but it can obviously impact your ability to maintain a, a status quo in terms of your your weight but i from following you myself, I've seen, you know, there's been swings, there's been some weeks where you've gained weight, there's been some where you've lost weight. And I remember as well, I'm trying to think when it was you actually reached your target. Was it, I want to say end of last year? Yeah, became... well, back end of last year, yeah. Okay, so and you reached that. And I remember in your last, most recent post saying that you dipped into a, a new stone number and you weren't yeah. very happy about that. But if you zoom out and really look at it, how much weight you've lost it's really only a few pounds away from being at target again. It's really yeah. not a, a large amount, but I can, I can understand why it would feel like a mountain at times when everything else is going on. But what is your plan in terms of getting back on track with that? And obviously the fact that you've, I, I, I know that it's something that's important to you because of the fact you've mentioned it in your Instagram posts. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, going back to kind of when I first started um, trying to lose weight and stuff, I, I had a target in mind of where I wanted to, to get to. And and I'd get to a target, and this is what I mean about kind of when I touched on that I'm a little bit weird and a bit strange in terms of kind of how I look at things. I hate being at target, you know, and, and as a Slimworld consultant, you know, that's that's a really hard thing to say. I hate being a, a target member um, when you're trying to get all these people that come to your group to get to target, you know. Um, so I, I got my target last year, uh, back end of last year, and um, and, and I'm still – within that target range that i achieved last year um but what i did was because i hated being a target i lowered my target lower so i'm still within that target that i achieved last year but mm -hmm. it's not moved so so i am the perfect target member this year i've got to say because it hasn't moved so i've, I've kept that maintenance but amazing i've got a, i've got that number in mind that i want to achieve and get down to not necessarily to stay there but to achieve that that number i suppose mm -hmm. um just I, I think just to prove to myself to see that specific number you know at the start of my weight would be just unbelievable you know and ridiculous and and it's only kind of 10 pound away but mm -hmm. it's still you know it, it's just something that i want to achieve and i, I think during the eight or nine years that i've been a slim world member i think i must have had about nine or ten different targets that okay. i've hit along the way so I'll, I'll hit target keep it going for a few months and then go oh, you know what let's lose a bit more and then i'll lose weight again and then i'll get to that target and then lose again in a way it's worked well so it's it's like having kind of uh, interim targets along the way you know it's yep. just like, but even though in my head it's set as a final target but then oh, you know let's let's move it again let's go even further and that's what's kind of kept me going. You know, I, I got to um, a point when I got to my target, I was at, I think I was at just over 10 stone loss. And that's when I became a consultant. And I was kind of, I was like, check, you know, check me out. I've lost, I've lost 10 stone, you know, this is brilliant. I've, yeah. I couldn't ever expect to have lost that when I first started. And then you, got, you get to a point where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm never going over a certain level ever again. I'm never going to go over a certain level again. And then... You also you set yourself a new target, and then that level where you're never going to go over drops as well at the same time. So whereas at that ten stone loss, I was like, okay, this is it. I'm never going to. 
but then it drops again. I'm never going to go back at under 13 stone. I'm never going to see that 12 stone loss again. It never, and that's what it, it's such a up and down journey experience, whatever you want, you know. But but something you've just said there, and I, I've since doing our episode, have had the the luck to speak to so many people now, some of which have lost weight through Slimming World, some of which who haven't, and heard very different opinions about different weight loss methods, not just Slimming World. And one of the things that I think is quite apparent is that from a headspace point of view, it's easier to have an objective of losing weight because you're always going in a certain direction than just to maintain. Because And and you said it yourself just now, I think that as a consultant, your goal is to help people to reach a target. But really, I don't necessarily see it as hitting a target. Your goal is to help people lose weight. Mm. And that in itself, I think for people who have that objective of wanting to lose weight each week, you know, whether it looks like a pound of weight lost, two pounds, five pounds that you lose weight, you're always moving in the direction of I'd want to lose weight. But then I think the goalposts completely move when you hit that target and all of a sudden you're maintaining because you kind of effectively take that objective out of the way and it's actually difficult because it can go one of two directions, but to actually stay at exactly the same weight is is quite tricky, I think. Hmm. And so then people who will fluctuate and go up a couple of pounds may feel bad about that. And this could trigger the feeling of, you know, then losing, you know, losing those losses and gaining weight or then feeling the need, like you said, to continue losing weight just so you have that thing to work towards. And how do you manage that with your group for people who are at target for people who are trying to maintain it and also for yourself? So I think for what I developed early on and got an understanding with about being a consultant, because obviously prior to being a consultant, I'd, I'd been a member for four years, you know, so mm-hmm. it was a case of, you know, okay, now I've got to look at things in a completely different way, different light to, to how I've looked at them before. It's not just about me now. It's about I'm responsible for all these people that are coming through my doors each week that, trust me to help them to lose weight um so i I developed this way of kind of looking at their journey as a whole rather than i've got to lose 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 and then i maintain and that's it you know like i said it's very you look at a very linear line that that that's the progress that people make it's not realistic in terms of what actually happens um, so what I try to do is develop skills and techniques and stuff like that that will eventually keep them at target you know so along the way they'll develop all these skills and these um things that they've put into place along their journey mm-hmm. of losing weight so they'll achieve target and then they'll know then like like i just said you know about that up and down thing about that having that that balance of of life you said earlier on about you know you, you have all these things that happen through the year you know christmas birthdays anniversaries all these things that where you're not necessarily going to be aiming to lose weight you know you, you're there to enjoy life and, and that's a big thing that i try and instill in in all of the members that come through my group is you know what you've got to have a life as well as trying to lose weight you know of course again it's not about being perfect it's about doing what you can when you can and having that mindset along the journey when they get to target that's what's going to keep them there because they've developed yep. the skills already on the way down and having that mindset is really important to you know, to, to develop along the way. It's not just about the losing, losing, losing weight. Now you're at target. Okay. You don't have to lose anymore because that, that's such a, a you know, a, and I'm not going to swear, but it, it messes your mind up, you know, because it, yep. it, you know, you, you've got a consultant that's saying, you know, what, you got to lose weight, you got to lose weight, you got to lose weight, you got to lose weight. 
you get to target, don't have to lose weight anymore. What do I do then? What, what do I do next? No man's land. Yeah, so we've, we've got these things that we put into place and we teach um, when they do get to target about, okay, this is how you maintain. But they're still in that mindset of wanting to lose weight, you know, they're not because they haven't developed the skills to actually maintain. So Of course. Uh, for me personally, it's, it's really important from day one that we get that in place, you know, ready for when they do that. So, so that's kind of where that's my method of, of being a consultant. You know? So that's No, I think it's I'm fantastic. And this is something that I'd, I'd said before, and I was actually quite on reflection, happy with myself for having spoken to so many people to actually realize this, but the, previously I would have said that maintaining a balance for me would be about staying exactly in one place, not going either side of, of a target weight. But in fact, it's not. It's about being able to go one side of that. And then, you know, if you go overweight due to holidays or something like that, being okay with it, but then knowing yeah. and having the tools to bring it back again. And that for me is the balance. It shouldn't be one specific point, but it's a range. And staying within that range and being in control of that and confident that you are in control of that, I think is so important. So thank you for sharing that, Stephen, and everything you have shared with us today. Uh, did we miss anything? Is there anything else you want to cover? on today's episode um i think we should um talk about something that's going on next year if that's all right what is happening next year steve you tell me it's funny you should say that so um back in uh, 2018 i think it was um mm-hmm. i started doing something for charity each year using the platform of instagram to to kind of to raise money for for charities so the very first year that we did it, we went and climbed Snowden. It was an Instagram challenge. So I asked anybody who wanted to come and join. You know what? Let's raise a bit of money. Uh, I think there was f- six of us that did it the first year that we that mm-hmm. we went up there. Um, raised about 500 quid, which is great. You know, brilliant experience. So it was like following your account. Let's do it all again. You know, the, the same thing. Let's go and climb Snowden. So you've got to think, though, with the community that we've got on Instagram, some Weight Watchers, Calorie Counting, Keto, what, what, whatever way they're losing weight they're losing weight so these people have been a bigger size that climbing snowden is just something you know mythical that that they they could never possibly have wanted to achieve previously because they couldn't of course so challenging somebody that's been heavier to do something out of the comfort zone was just so great so snowden was the perfect opportunity because it's achievable um but it's still bloody tough to get up there of course yeah absolutely it's a mountain Um, come on yeah so so that was 2000 then 2019 came um opened it up again so we we got in and i think we got about 40 people that year that joined in again raising a shed load of money for for a different charity did it again the following year and then uh covid hit and that Mm -hmm. was kind of a oh crap we can't go up snowden now what can we do we're still going to do the challenge but how can we do the challenge so uh, at the time it was a case of you know what we can go out for walks we can within our own area and stuff like that so what i did i, I got on google and had a look what the pedometer average steps were to climb up snowden mm-hmm. um, and it worked out i think it was twenty four thousand seven hundred and fifty steps okay to do it so that year during covid we still raised money um, and at the time it was for Mind UK. So it was a great charity with, with the lockdown, with mental wellbeing and that kind of stuff. And so important at that time. Absolutely. Yeah. So people went out in their local areas. Um, I, I can't remember how many. It was over 50 people that took part in it anyway. Um, and they went around their local area and, and walked 24,750 steps, the equivalent of Clone Snowden. Um, so that was that year. And then uh, we did it again. 
um, officially went up Snowden again the, as soon as we could do. Um, again, brilliant. And you know, we've raised nearly £100,000 in terms of over the years that we've done it. It's incredible. Um, wow. Didn't do it last year due to circumstances and you know, loads mm-hmm. of different things that kind of implicated why we couldn't do it. Um, but then thought, you know what? Let's do it. So we're going to go back in 2024, back up Snowden, um, and we're going to hopefully raise loads and loads of money, which is going to be great. Mate, so, it is, so yeah. it's absolutely incredible. So just, just to clarify a few important parts on this, because anyone who's listening who wants to challenge themselves by climbing Snowden, raise money for a good cause. And I know that you change for charity year on year. And yeah. um, I mean, having raised vote across all charities over 100k it's incredible but it doesn't matter if you're from slimming world or not it's it, you can be from no. well you don't necessarily even have to be on a weight loss journey i guess at the moment do you is it just if you're part Absolutely of this community not. if you're part of the, if if you are somebody that you know sits in the kind of the back room just watching what everybody's doing mm-hmm. quite welcome if you are a weight watcher you're quite welcome if you're a calorie counter you're quite welcome if you're um, somebody that does a podcast, you're quite welcome to come along and do it. Um, oh, yeah. You know, all these things, absolutely. Um, but, you know, it, it's just about, I, I, I title it up, it's, it's, you know, incredible people doing incredible things for incredible people. Um, so the incredible people, us, you know, people that have lost loads, loads of weight, we know our difficulties to to lose weight. We're doing an incredible thing by climbing Snowden. And then the, the charity itself and all of those people that they kind of support, you know, that's just the main kind of reason why we do it um so yeah so hopefully we can get loads and loads of people ready for july the 6th 2024 um and then we'll head up snowed and hopefully raise loads of money i will be there steve yes and fantastic i'm looking forward to it and i was very happy actually when i did see it advertised and i'd seen previous photos i think what it was first of all someone had posted something saying we should do this again and i saw how many people had either I'd been in touch with or people had been on my show. I saw just this community of people doing this for charity. And I was like, wow, I, I want to be part of that. So I, I got quite excited when I realized it was happening again on many levels. So yeah, a hundred percent. We have to work out how we're going to do like a, a live podcast or something from the top of the yeah, yeah. Um, be amazing. But, but more than anything, I mean, not to take away from the main purpose and cause you know it's not about my podcast. It's about you guys. And, and the fact that you're organizing this, Steve, it, it's just another feather in your cap mate about what a bloody good person you are so fair play to you and um, no thanks yeah i mean it's a lot especially with the, the year that you've had in some respects the fact that you're still thinking about other people so yeah so that's next july 6th i believe is that right july the 6th that's correct yeah fantastic we're doing if- it for um a charity called family fund so family fund are um a charity that helps underprivileged families that can't afford things you know the the are struggling themselves you know to just help them you know get through the difficulties of life so i said the fa- the charity called family fund have a look at them you know google them see what they do they're just a, a fantastic wonderful charity and and the guys there you know working side by side with them for the last kind of month or so trying to put everything into place mm-hmm. they've just been fantastic so yeah it's just a, a lovely lovely charity to to be doing excellent it for. so for anyone who's interested in this you can i'll put links to the charity i'll put links to to signing up and everything as part of the show notes but by all means follow steve if you don't already ask me if you need links or, or have questions about this steve what is your instagram it's steve's life it's steve's life okay obviously yeah. links will be there but i think this is a, an incredible challenge for next year and a great way to 
to focus on something and to give you a, a motivation to push towards something for next year. And, you know, you've got plenty of time to not just lose weight if you don't feel like you're quite there yet, but also to get to a level of fitness that will enable you to do it. And like you said, Steve, it's a challenge because it's a mountain, it's Snowden, but I think it's within people's reach, especially if you start training now. So, and one of the, one of the greatest things that I suppose that I've, I've taken from watching people, you know, achieve climbing up Snowden and then bringing people together was the friendships that have been made along the way, you know, it's because these people probably have never spoken to each other on social media or, you know, they've probably watched each other, you know, and, and stuff like that. But person to person, they've, they've made these friendships and these bonds that they're going to last forever, you know, and, and it's really lovely to watch. Some of the people that, that go that, are, you know, what, I'm, I'm going on my own. I don't know anybody. I'm going to be okay. You know what? You'll be okay because people just, embrace it and just enjoy it and you know and because everybody's got the same t-shirt on as well it looks great and it's just a great it's a great community challenge to 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 do good things you know so amazing and and i think that's a lovely place to leave today's episode because you know we've covered a lot steve you're a top top bloke really and i have to say thank you to you as well not only for the help you gave me at the beginning but the fact that you've continued to support the podcast continue to help me and just really allowed me to to share my crappy dad jokes with you and, you know, <laughs> message each other over the last year, because honestly, I consider you a friend now and uh, whether you like it or not, you, you are. So um, thank you. I appreciate you. I, th- I think we've got, we, we've got that same sense of humor where the, the dad jokes are concerned. Yeah. So, yeah, We're so. probably saving our significant others from quite a lot of pain by so. sharing those jokes with each other. Steve, take care of yourself, buddy. And thank you so thank much you, for coming mate. back on Weight Loss Warrior Podcast. Take care. My absolute pleasure. Thanks, Carl. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you later. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram, where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.